Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Yeah, I'm here. I'm glad, man. Yeah. It'd be kind of awkward if you weren't. I don't That's enjoy right. talking to talking myself to that much. Yeah. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm uh, excited about the, the, uh, the end of the week, and, you know, um, Lent was awesome, and Easter Holy Week was fantastic, you know, coming off a high, and, you know, and sometimes we, we do kind of stumble a little bit because we, we get in a routine of you know, doing more for Lent, and then we kind of, like, get lazy. Yeah, it's sort of like Easter's over, right? It's kind of like Christmas, you take the decorations down and put them up for another year. Right, it's like, you know, the book I was reading, you know, for 40 days, I decided, I I really realized I hadn't picked it up in three days. So, you know, is it good, bad? I don't know. You know, sometimes you need a break, but, you know, you don't want to just, you know, distance yourself from your spiritual life you grew. There's no breaks from Jesus, my friend. That's right. Pray (laughs) every day, right? That's right. Well, it's funny you bring that up, because we were... You know, I know we met the last couple of weeks with a study group, and, and we had a lot of guys, you know, show up. You know, it usually happens around Easter and Christmas. There's guys that come that hadn't been in a while, and we watched some powerful stuff. And, you know, guys really started talking about how, um, you know, they knew that they needed Christ in their life. Like, that, that you know, and it seems like it's a lot of men. We know that we need Jesus in our lives, and we know that if we can ever fully surrender to him, that our life is going to be so much better. Like, we know yeah. it. We have the head knowledge of that. But we don't have the heart knowledge. And, you know, you and I both have given our lives over to Christ as, as fully as we possibly can. We're not by no means perfect. No, I'm we're not, still learning. But, yeah, yeah I'm not, everything we find out, we try to do more. You right. Know, like, like, oh, gosh, I, I've been hiding this from you, too. Sorry. Right. Yeah. And But we both actively every day get up and try to give our lives fully to Christ from the very get-go. And when you've been the, in the place I have, where I came from addiction and, and being on the darkest some of the darkest corners that you can be in your mind and other places. Um, and then you come into this whole new life where God has graced you with a second opportunity and trying to live the right way. You can see pretty easily in, 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 in other people what you once struggled with. Mm-hmm. Not that it has to be drugs or alcohol, but you well, see there's something yeah. there. It's identifiers. Yeah, right. It's right. just, man, they're looking for something. And and what they're, what they're doing is just not going to give them what they want. And, and a lot of times people know that. And what I wanted to talk about today was just that that idea of surrender. You know, we we want Jesus in our lives. We want all of these things. We want to be less stressed. We want to have our, know our purpose. We want to know what we're here for, and 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 feel as if we're fulfilling our life and all of these goals that we were made for. But so often we just the one thing that we know will get us there, we don't do. It's almost like we're playing hokey pokey, right? Like we got one foot in and one foot out, and. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we realize, okay, this is really helping me. But then we slide back into our, you know, into our old habits or whatever it may be. So a lot of men we've talked about lately, they, sur- they, they struggle with surrender. Just this idea of giving myself completely over to Jesus, like signing the paperwork. You know, it's, it's you know, we'll, we'll sit down, we'll talk about that car, you know, we'll, we'll negotiate a little bit. Well, I'm going to buy it, I'm not going to buy it, but you know, eventually you got to finally sign the paperwork. And that's what so many people are struggling with, with Jesus in their life is, you know, I'll go to church on Sunday. I'll do ministry stuff. I'll go to activities in my parish. I'll do all these things. 
But Jesus wants every bit of your life. And it's very hard to give him that. You know, people automatically say, well, that means I got to be a priest or I got to be a deacon or I'm, you know, but no, it just, it doesn't matter who you are. You can give your life fully over to Jesus. And there's this fear there with people, I think that, and I know I had it, was if I do that, what's going to happen to me? You know, if I'm signing over ownership of my life, what is my life going to look like after that? And, you know, I think that's one of the biggest roadblocks to holiness for a lot of people is, it's just, I'm not willing to make that commitment. I'm willing right. to do the steps that get me close to it. But when it comes to signing on a dotted line, you know, I'm an eight is I'm an eight to Y guy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something I say to a lot of people is, you know, is, you know, I was once an eight to Y guy. That means, Hey, I'm all the way in until we get to the wait, wait a minute. So now I have to make a commitment. Now I've got to do something. Let's go back to R. Let's go back to M. Let's mm-hmm. go back to B. Like I'm not ready for all the Z part yet. And I know that's a very common thing with men in the world is, is when we come and, and to a lot of people in general, when we come to that point of like, okay, Jesus is saying, okay, now you got to sign. Now I'm looking for you to make that step. We, we backpedal. And you know, it's one of the, I think it's just the fears. Don't yeah. you, I mean, don't you think it's the fears of what our life is going to be like after we've done that? Well, sure. Yeah. What it is is you're calling yourself. Well, well God's calling you know you to do something beyond yourself because then you have to rely on him right i mean we're all comfortable in our own little skin and if our our comfort level is is what we know we love to be in but when you do sign that paperwork you know or you know sign on that line and saying i'm fully committed to you christ um he's gonna be all right let's do it you know we're gonna do some things that, that i need you to do that uh, it's gonna make you uncomfortable and uh and that's just talking about the fear mm-hmm. the fear of being committed uh anything is is uh the, the question marks of what to do next. Um, mm-hmm. And when you're out of your element of your influence, um, that could be frightening because then you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. And, and the fear of failing um, is something that we all deal with. But when Christ and with God and the Holy Spirit helping you, guiding you, then that fear is removed because you know that you're one thing, you're not in control of it at all. You're not really leading that you're just in the moment, um, mm-hmm. you know, just listening or following. Well, and you know, the thing is, we all know that we need more, right? We all know that there's something missing in our lives. <clears throat> you know, these things of the world aren't replacing that. The, the You know, you're never going to be able to buy enough or to have enough or to ever fulfill this hole that's mm-hmm. in your heart, you know, that only Jesus can fill. So, you know, we, we know that we need more. We know that we're, you know, that the things that we're substituting aren't working a lot of the times. We have that knowledge. But... We're willing to try everything else short of fully giving in to Christ. And I think that's because we have, honestly, when I've thought about it, three main fears, you know, at least in my life, I'm speaking mm-hmm. from my experiences, was one was the loss of control. You know, this idea that right. that if I give her to Christ, that I've got to, I'm now a slave, I've got to be obedient to everything, and I don't have a say in my life, and and I'm not going to be able to have any fun anymore. And And, you know, the funny thing is, we don't want to have control in the first place. You know, this idea that we control anything is just a falsehood. It's a lie of the world. It's mm-hmm. a lie of the devil that that we're in control of anything. If you think you are, then like Father Larry Richards said once in one of his CDs, try holding your breath and see if you can do that for the rest of your life. You can't. God wants you to live. God wants you to breathe. That's a process that he put in you. And the only one that can stop it is him. So I think that we've got to realize you know, one of the fears is that loss of control that I'm no longer in, in, in you know, having a say in my life. 
I'm no longer going to control who's friends with me because if I act differently, I'm going to lose the people that I like and, and people are going to be, you know, are going to walk away from me because of these changes. When in fact, it's just it's just a fake notion. It's it's something that the world and the devil uses to keep you in the same spot, to keep you in that rut. Because the fact is that control that we think we have, that is the cause of most of our anxiety and our stress and our worries. We're like people that are trying to spin a bunch of plates and add more and more and keep them going. And eventually they're going to crash and fall. The idea that we have any kind of control is just ridiculous because, I mean, that's if you think about it, every time I get worried, every time I get anxious, every time I have to get fearful, it's because I'm trying to put my arms around everything in my life and I physically can't. And so much of our lives are impacted by that, about this fear of the, the inability to control, yet we still struggle. It's like beating your head against the wall in a battle you're never going to win. But we have this fear as one of the one of the fears of surrender is just this loss of control. And we need to get past that but and realize that we're not in control of anything. God's in control. And that's a beauty in and of itself. Very much so, yeah. Yeah, and then, like I said, when you do finally uh, relinquish um, the false sense of control, uh, your life becomes a lot more easier to live, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, that, that's that's the... It's the strangeness of, of human rationality. We we try to justify everything we can. Mm-hmm. And, but then when God steps in our, our human rationality, uh, you know, things are, are totally perspectives are changed. Um, and that's that's kind of where you're going, you know. I mean, the loss of control is a huge thing for most people. Um, and that's a fear why they don't fully give in to their faith. Right. And, it, and, and the funny thing is, you know, that starts with something simple. Like to me, to remind myself of that every day, I get up and I, and I pray first thing, Lord, all my gifts, everything you've given me, it's yours. It's not mine. The idea that I am in ownership of anything that, that I have is, is, is false. I give it all back to you. So whatever you want the, today, what, if it's a good day, if it's a bad day, if it's a mediocre day, it's what you wanted. I'm not in control of it. I'm just going to try to live it to the best of my ability and to keep you close to me all the day long. Mm-hmm. And that has helped my life so much and helped me surrender more to, to, to Jesus because he knows what's going on. He knows the plan. I don't. So I need someone to coach me, to lead me, to to take me to where the places I need to be. And when I can give him the reins or give him the keys to the car or whatever you want to get out of the driver's seat or whatever phrase you want to use, then my life is so much better because I can focus on being better for him, bringing other people to him, being the father I'm supposed to be, being the husband I'm supposed to be, instead of worrying about the things that are or are not in my control. Mm-hmm. One of the other fears that that I think a lot of guys have confessed to us, we heard a lot of this the other night, is a loss of identity. You know that if I if I become uh, if I surrender to Jesus, then then who am I anymore? I'm not going to be Victor. I'm not going to be John. I'm not going to be the life of the party anymore. I'm not going to be the guy everybody's uh, comfortable being around, I, all of those things. And the funny thing is when you think about it, when you mention your identity, who we think we are, that's not our identity. We've talked about that before. Our identity is a beloved son or daughter of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And what comes along with that, the promises that we have to keep on our end, uh, you know, with the Great Commission and sure. all of these things. But what we think is our identity is what the world tells us we are. From the time we're born, you should wear this. You should dress like that. You should 
you should eat this. You should talk like this. You should go here. You should like this. You shouldn't should, like that. Yeah, you should drive this. You should own this. Yeah, right. right. So this identity that we think we're losing, I'm going to lose myself. No, the beauty of giving, surrendering to God is you begin to find yourself because he's going to show you. Once you've taken down all these walls and these masks and these just falsehoods that, the, that you've believed about yourself forever, just like when you say, you know what, I'd like to do that, but I can't. Whatever it is. You know, I'd like to go rock climbing, but I can't. Who says you can't? Your identity, that you're not athletic, that you're not strong enough, that you're not, all these things you tell yourself, those are falsehoods. And it keeps us from surrendering to God because we think, I'm going to lose who I am. You don't know who you are most of the time. None of us do. I didn't start figuring out and get comfortable in my own skin until I got out of my own way and let God tell me who he created me to be. Because he is the creator. When he designed you, he looked at you and said, you know what? I'm going to make him good at this. And I'm going to give him these gifts. And I'm going to make him look like this. And this is the reason he's going to be built this way. And this is the way his heart's going to be pulled towards this. And all these different aspects. God knows that. And when we try to decide for ourselves what we're supposed to be and and listen to the world about what they tell us we should be or shouldn't be, which changes, like most people change socks, then then we're lost. Right. And this idea of this fear of, of losing my identity is just... It's just ridiculous because most of the time we don't know who we are until we go and sit at the foot of the master and let him tell us. And that's the beauty of God's love because um, he engineered us, but he allowed us to have free will. Mm -hmm. So we took, you know, we we had to find ourselves what God created us to be. And there's going to be those stumbles, like there's going to be those um, successes and failures and that we slowly identify, find the identification of who we truly are. Mm -hmm. Uh, And some of us, like you said, try to escape our true true self because we feel that we need to go in this direction because I want attention I want uh, fame or I want some sort of prosperity that really is a stumbling block for me to really continue on where God wants me to be or who he, who he wants me to be right so, and it, no you're exactly right and, and and that's it just that's one of the things that drives me nuts because I, I when I hear these things like I said before earlier in the show you know, when you've been in that position, you hear the same things that you had in your own head. That you, and and that's that is the um, that is what drives someone who's trying to bring others to Christ. Is you're like, man, you, I just see the searching, right? That you're trying to find your identity. You're trying to find who you are. You're trying to find your place. And the things that you're doing are never going to get you there, right? And you don't want to seem as if you're saying I'm better than you, and I know, and and look at me and. You should put me on a pedestal, and I, I, it's none of that mess. It's just the fact of having been there. You know, you've been in the slum. You never, you, you know what it's like. Mm-hmm. You've, you've been in a dark place. You know what it's like. And so, when you see this, this just continual chase for this identity, you know, I used to have a friend in high school, and I won't name his name here. I loved him very much, and but he was constantly in search of whatever would make people like him. And I was like that a lot in college too. It was just. I'm going to put on whatever set of clothes makes is, is popular right now. Oh, those shoes are popular? I'm going to go get those. Oh, you're supposed to wear a black trench coat right now because everybody is? Okay, I'll go get that. Maybe people will like me then. And the thing is, I was treated the same. If, if somebody didn't like me, they didn't like me whether I had a black trench coat on or a set of certain shoes or drove a certain car or whatever. It just, nothing, trying to build your identity around what the world is telling you is never going to work. That's why the surrender is so important. Because there comes a time in your life, especially if you're a father or, you know, you're married, you've got to start learning who you are. 
And the only way you can do that, truly learn who you are and become comfortable with who you are and what you can do and what you're good at and, you know, trying to live within your skill sets and within your gifts is when you allow God to tell you those things. And he's never going to have the opportunity until you fully surrender your life to him and say, Lord, I take my hands off the wheel. This is, you're driving the car and you're, I, I want to come know who you have designed me to be so I can then be that. And, you know, that's that's one of the biggest struggles out there right now is surrender. And, and if anybody's listening to this is at that point, just it's going to take some trust. It's going to take a leap. Um, but I'm telling you from being on the other side, from being on both sides, there's a joy and a peace to life when you begin to start doing this. And it's not just like you, you know, you walk to the edge of a cliff and you go, okay, I'm jumping off into the Jesus waters. And it's one massive leap. This is, this is something that builds over time. You know, it's been two and a half, three years almost since this conversion in my life. And I'm learning more every day and I'm walking closer with Christ every day that I can. Now, there's a lot of days where I self-inflict and walk away from him on purpose, you know, on purpose, but just fall. Mm -hmm. But the idea of just constantly surrendering is always in the forefront of my mind, always having him at the, at the pinnacle and the beginning of my day to remind me that I'm here for him and, and through giving him that he then reveals to me my identity. He takes away the, the anxiety and the stress and the worry because he takes the wheel. And the other part, you know, the third, you know, real fear that I've heard a lot is is loss of freedom. You mentioned freedom a minute ago, and, and it was a good segue into this. So many people say, you know, if I do that, then I can't go do what I want to do. I can't go and drink at that party anymore because now I'm the Christian guy and people are going to judge me or I can't, you know, I, I can't go see movies like this movie because people are going to go, well, I thought he was Christian. What was he doing? It's all this nonsense that we tell ourselves that we're going to, we're going to lose freedom. And just like the other ones, it's a lie because you were never free in the first place. If you're living in the world, if you're living of the world, not of Christ, then you're a slave to the passions of the world and of the flesh and of the devil. You know, that's the problem we have. If I go follow Jesus, then I have to stop this. Mm -hmm. That's being a slave to something, whether that's, you know, pornography or, or drugs, alcohol, you know, anything that could be going on in your life, work, anything. Then we don't even realize we think we're free because I have the freedom to go do this if I want to, to engage in this sin or to, to do other things. But the fact is, it's not a freedom. You have a choice, but that's not freedom of itself. Freedom is doing the right thing. It's doing what you ought to, not what you can and that's that's part of the struggle too is that people you know people just think that that uh this freedom is something that it's not that it's of the world i guess that's the best way of what i'm mm -hmm. trying to say is is you won't know true freedom until you've surrendered and then that freedom becomes this you know what i don't have to worry about all those things that freedom becomes a release from all these things that have been binding us and holding us back you know man i I got to get home and watch the four hours of things on my DVR. I, I've got to do that. I got to get done tonight because if I don't, I'll have four more hours tomorrow, and I'll have. Those are slaves to things. And when you when Jesus becomes the center of your life, you free yourself up to go. You know what? I don't need all that stuff. Like, man, I can't believe I wasted all that time being concerned with all that mess that doesn't matter anything. That's the freedom that we're called into. That's true freedom is being able to be free from all of this junk in the world that says that we've got to be weighted down by it. Right. And it, to be surrounded by God's love is what freedom is. Mm -hmm. Because you have more, you're, you're free to be what God intended you to be. You're free to be more open, um, to be more 
uh, aware of how you interact with other people and also how other people can heal you as well. Um, and that's the, that's the total awareness of, of, of being a, a faithful person. Uh, and that's what free will is, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's when, you, when you're free to love, you're free to learn and you're free to change, um, to be who you're supposed to be. Right. You know, I mean, I know hit that bullseye a few times, but that, I mean, that's for what it is. That's how you surrender. Mm-hmm. When you surrender, that's what you receive. Yeah. And that's where, and that's where all of this, what I think a lot of the problems in our society and with, with individuals, where it comes from is just, we, the surrender is the release. It's the freedom. Just like we were it's talking about. It's the first about. step. You got to right. surrender to get that. Because everything else, you just, that's why we are going night and nothing. We can't just be. We're human doers, not human beings. And, right. It's exhausting and, when you do that. Yeah. yeah, because you're just, you feel like you've got to keep up with all these things because you're trying to be the God in your own life. And the beauty of surrendering to God, the world tells us that surrender, especially to men, that it's weak. Right, that 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 means that you've right. lost, that we you've given of, up. Right, we think of war scenarios. You right, know? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Is that that we have somehow submitted, and now I'm not worthy as a man because I've had to I've had to ask for help, I've had to I've had to give up because that's what we're taught during sports and all this macho garbage the world tells you is never say die and all that stuff, right. and that is completely opposite of what God wants to tell you with all this. What, what surrender means? Surrender to God means let me be the Lord of your life. Let me take all of this off of you and you concentrate on being what I created you to be, which is a good husband, a good father, great to your neighbor, loving of others, all of these things to follow me, to bring others into the joy that you will now find by letting me be the Lord of your life. But we can't let go of this idea that we're losing when we surrender something of ourselves or control and all of those things we've talked about. And what kills me is one of the things we hear all the time in Christianity, and you hear people quote it all the time, well, you know, we're called to die to self. And we think immediately that that's because we're guys. We, you know, I know I have, at least. I envision some scene in a movie where you and I are on a battlefield, you know, or my kids are right. are about to be shot by somebody, and I, and I see it, and I'm running at the last second and diving in front of the bullet. Oh. Yeah. We're very and good I, at, at yeah. self-promotion of scenarios like that for our own benefits. Right, and I like, die the hero's death. Right, and, and everyone's going to come to my funeral because that's I was a hero. Right. I mean, that's how far we get into yeah. that, that self-absorbed dreams. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. I did take the bullet to the heart and right. somehow miraculously have like 8 to 12 seconds to be able to get something yeah. out that's right. profound that everybody will remember. But the funny thing is we, we're so anxious to say, you know, I love Victor. I'd die for him. Like, seriously, man, I know we're boys, and I would die for him. If, if somebody, if it came to me or him, it's me, man, all the time. Or if it's me and my family, you know, if somebody breaks in my house, they're going to have to kill me before they get to my family and everything else. And we're so, we have that bravado for that. But the one person that was put on this earth to be the best friend that we'll ever have in our lives, the person that has done the most for us that anyone ever will, we don't look at him in that light. Right. We don't. He did more. He died for us. And we get caught up in these fantasies of what we're going to do and the world's, you know, meaning of a hero and surrender and all that stuff. But we won't do it for the one who did it for us. He already died. Yeah, he died for us. Right. He did the heroic death. And that's what kills me. That's what that verse means. It's not only I'm going to die to self for Victor and I'm going to die to self for Angela and for Deacon Jeff and for whoever else. I'm going to die to self for Jesus Christ first and foremost because I owe that to him. It is my genuine pleasure to give him my life the way that he gave me his. 
And when you can get to that point, and I struggle every day, I fight, and that's just the way we are, right? We're creations that want to have our own leash. We want to take the collar off. But that's not the way that's going to give us this life. And the world tells us that that's going to be right. Go do what you want. You'll have, man, you'll, you'll feel so good about yourself. Right. Freedom, right? Go to college and do whatever you want. What? Have sex, do drugs, yeah. drink, all these things you Wasn't hear. Wasn't there a commercial that said, just do you? Yeah. Yeah. Just, or Nike, just focus just do on it. you. Just, yeah. yeah, focus on you only. Right. And that's that's so separative of, of thought of what the body of Christ is. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's not until we surrender. And a lot of times for me, it took a huge event. For others, it's just one day they wake up and realize, man, my life's not going right and I need Jesus in my life. But we've got to get to that point. And, and I mean, the benefits of that, one, you have, everybody says, I'm looking for the sense of purpose in my life. Well, you'll find it when you surrender. You'll get a peace and a joy, no less stress. You don't have to be the boss anymore, right? I used to look at my bosses at Napa and I'm like, man, I would never want that job. They got a nice car, they make a lot of money, but they got the problems of 182 people working under them. I would never want that. It's the same thing. I don't want everything God's got to deal with, so I don't want to be the God in my own life. Let him have all that so I can be free to be what I need to be for my family and for others. Knowing who you are, that's the other thing. God shows you who you are organically. He leads you into finding out who you are because he's going to show you that. That's your reward for giving yourself over to him. He's going to say, now we can work with this. Now you're, you're letting me remold the clay. Now we're going to build you into what you were supposed to be, and you're going to have a sense of purpose in your life. True freedom, to be able to live joy and happiness, freedom from the chains of the culture, freedom to have to, away from having to conform and fit into some stuff that we were never meant to fit into. And I got to tell you something, the idea that it's not masculine to surrender is garbage. It is 10 million times more masculine to surrender your life to God than it is to not. Right. And, and, and for people who really want to start this journey and they're looking for a spiritual director, who, who, would, who should they turn to? I mean, you know what? I would look for the, yeah, Deacon Jeff. I mean, I Deacon Jeff taking, taking phone calls. It That's depends. Right. He's, I don't know what his rate is now. Yeah. <laughs> but no, seriously, I would, yeah, I mean, just look to the people in your life. Yeah. You see those people. You see the people walking around with that joy. That's where it comes from. They've surrendered to the Lord. So if you want to learn, go sit at the feet of somebody who's sitting at the feet of the master. And that's the way we do it. You know, and I'm telling you, if we can get to this one key piece of our Christianity, the one thing that evades a lot of us, you're going to find something in your life that you've been looking for the entire time. That's right. Such a gift. Well, I hear that music. So all you saints and future saints, start to surrender in your life. Find that person in your life and go to them. Heavenly Father, surrender is one of the biggest roadblocks on the path to becoming who you call us to be. The world has done a good job of painting it in a negative light. Help us to see that surrender is not about the loss of our life, but in fact gives us the freedom to find it. And Father, Give us the strength to relinquish control of our lives that we may be drawn further into your grace and love. Amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.